I believe that this is the day that the Lord hath made. We choose to rejoice and to be glad in it. I bless the Lord for the opportunity to be with you again on today. I pray that you are doing well, that everything is uh, safe and prosperous in your home, your respective lives. Uh, let's start in a word of prayer as always. Um, I thank you again for being with us. I thank you for taking the time out to allow us to speak with you from the word of God. Let's pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, thank you for grace. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for the kindness that you've shown to us as your people. Lord, without you, we can do nothing. It is evident as we see our entire world shut down. Lord, we pray that you would continue to lead and direct us and guide us in accordance with your will and purpose for our lives. May your kingdom come. May your will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Once again, thank you for being with us on today. I want to share with you from the Word of God. Uh, I feel a, a challenge in my spirit to deal with some things, and I, I believe today will be the beginning of a series, if you will, that I want to deal with. Um, I want to speak with you from the topic today, embracing the kingdom movement and what comes next. Uh, I believe so many people are caught up into what's going on and all of that. And I want to begin to look at some of the next things that are coming. So I'm going to invite you to tune in with us on this upcoming Wednesday evening at 720. Uh, as we're speaking about what's coming next. What do we need to prepare for? What's, what's really going on here? Uh, with that being said, I do want to deal with some things today to kind of set the uh, precedent, if you will, uh, the prerequisite for some of the things that we'll need to deal with in the coming weeks as we look at what is coming next. So once again, I want to talk about embracing the kingdom movement and what comes next. You know, many people are discussing the uncertainty that we're currently facing. Uh, there are discussions as to when will people go back to work? Um, when will the major sports venues open back up or resume their play and their activities? Uh, you know, what will happen to the incoming students, you know, college students, you know, and the university students this fall? What's going to happen? How is all of this going to play out? When will the stimulus check get here? There are so many uncertainties that people are discussing, you know, uh, when will things change? When do we get back to normal? I think these are just a few of the uncertainties that people are voicing their concerns about today. And I want to look at some things uh, I believe that will help us, that will settle us, because the Word of God has the solution for every problem that mankind will ever face. So I want to, once again, talk about embracing the kingdom movement and what comes next. So I was sitting and I was thinking, I says. So how do we embrace the kingdom movement and prepare for what's next? I mean, isn't that really the question? Isn't that really what's on everybody's mind? How do we prepare for what's next? But as a believer, what I'm saying is, how do you embrace the kingdom movement and prepare for what's next? I think... According to the text, the first thing that we as believers must remember is what Jesus said. What do you mean? Well, I want to give you a scripture. John chapter 14, verse 29 in the New Living Translation. 
You know, Jesus said this. He says, I have told you these things before they happen so that when they do happen, you will believe. Did you get that? Jesus says, I told you these things before they happen. God is not sitting back and he's absolutely shocked by what's going on because it caught him off guard. Literally, he says, I told you these things before they happen so that when they do happen, you will believe. Well, what things? Let's take a moment, Matthew 24 and 6. We touched base on this previously in some of our lessons. Jesus says, and you shall hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. So Jesus said this would come and for us not to panic because it had to happen. It's not the end. So although it seems uncertain for a lot of people on what's next and what's coming and how what's going on, when you really look in scripture, Jesus told us these things would happen. And he literally said, don't be troubled by it. So I'm looking at the fact that we can believe what Jesus says. For our theme scripture today, I'd like to go to Matthew chapter 6. I'd like to start at verse 24 uh, through verses 34. You know, Jesus has a lot to say about our approach to life. And based on your perspective to life, you're going to do some things. You're going to respond based on your perspective. And I think that's why it's important that even in this time of seemingly a, a, a tremendous amount of uncertainty for a great deal of people, we have a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So if we hold fast to what Jesus has said, we don't have to worry about being moved by the things that move the world. Listen to Matthew 6 and verse 24. Jesus starts and he says, No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and men. In other words, you're not going to survive this journey with split loyalties. You're not going to survive this journey with split loyalties. And I think that's what's troubling to some people. They want some of the things that they held on that were so precious and wonderful to them before, but they realized that they had split loyalties. See, each of us must make a choice as to who we will serve in this life. Jesus says you can't serve two masters. It's impossible to do such. So you cannot live this journey or survive this journey with split loyalties. Verse 25, therefore, or because of this, I say unto you, take no thought for your life what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? You know, Jesus begins a discourse here with us that's really interesting. I want to submit something to you. Worry is often the product of us mentally going out into the future without God. Let me say that again. Worry is often 
the product of us mentally going out into the future without God. What do you mean? Well, most of the things that people worry about are not at the moment, but they are things out in the future that's beyond our control. Think about the things that you're concerned about right now. You're concerned about it right now, but it's probably not a right now issue. Concerned about what's going to happen tomorrow. Concerned about the stimulus check. Concerned about uh, the football season. Concerned about the, the uh, athletic uh, departments and what they're going to do for scholarships and all of it. But that's not a right now. Most of the things that occupy our sense of worry are things out in the future that we cannot control. Someone said, you can't stop birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from making a nest. What do you mean? Well, you may not be able to stop every thought that comes into your mind, but you can stop from dwelling on them. You don't have to dwell on every thought that comes into your mind that provokes you to worry. You can remove that thought. You can move on past that. All of us possess that ability as believers. You don't have to be moved and ushered into a realm of fear because of the uncertainty that's here. Let's go on a little bit. Verse 26, Jesus says, Behold the fowls of the air. So look at the birds, he says. For they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much, much better than they? Birds don't worry, so why do we? You ever think about, I, I mean, I just, just stop sometimes, and I think this is a tremendous time that we're in now. It makes you stop and reflect on some of the things that you come across in Scripture. You think about the birds that we hear every morning as we wake up. These birds, they, have not, they don't have a plan for what they're going to do tomorrow. These birds are not thinking about what grocery store is open on tomorrow. They're not being concerned with, well, what's going to happen next week? And yet, God takes care of them every day. If he'll do that for birds, what will he do for you knowing you're the apple of his eye? I don't believe this should be a time of uncertainty for us as believers. Verse 27, the scripture says, Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? You know, worrying about all the uncertainty will not fix it. Why would we be plagued with something that we can't fix and spend all of our time thinking about it? I believe that God wants us to know in the midst of everything, he is the only thing that is consistent. When the Bible says God is faithful, this is what he really is. He is faithful no matter what time it is, no matter what season it is, no matter what storm may be going on, no matter what virus may be present. God is faithful. Look at verse 28. He says, and why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the little lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. You know, I was sitting and I was thinking, 
and I don't, this is no, uh, I'm not throwing any shade at anyone in particular, but I wanted to submit something to you. What good are all of those designer handbags now? Who cares about the custom suits now? Just a few short weeks ago, we had the nerve to feel bad because we didn't have the latest name brand accessories. I was speaking with a friend of mine on the other day, and gas was a dollar and sixty-nine cent a gallon. A dollar and sixty-nine cent a gallon. I told him, I said, the last time I remember gas being a dollar sixty-nine a gallon, I had a little bit more hair and it was a whole lot less gray. In other words, these things have happened, but notice it's not even important. The gas don't matter because ain't nobody going nowhere. All of the things that we thought that were valuable before, notice how now they're dropping in their value. They're no longer as valuable to us simply because they are not what's most important. I'm not throwing shade saying that you can't have a handbag, that you can't have custom suits. I'm just saying, maybe there's a lesson for us to learn in this time of being at home and being able to seek the face of God, that some of the things that we put an extreme amount of value on are not quite as valuable as we thought. Verse 29, and yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, Shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? You know, worrying about our physical needs indicates that we have a lack of trust in God. Let me ask you something. When did God start taking care of you? Most of us act like he just started. Maybe it's just you just started to realize that it was him taking care of you all along. Look at the decisions that you've been able to make in the course of your life. Look at the things that God has kept you from and brought you into. If he's been faithful during all of those other times of trouble, what makes you think he's not going to be faithful now? See, sometimes if we'll just stop and look, Worrying about all these other physical things indicates that we have a lack of trust in our Heavenly Father. And the way to build that trust up is to get to know Him. Spend some time with Him. So, verse 31. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewith us will we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. Our external circumstances may have changed, but our God hasn't changed, and he never will. The scripture says in Malachi 3 and 6 in the King James Version, For I am the Lord, I change not. He says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Hebrews 13 and 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. God doesn't change. Just because our circumstances have, he doesn't. Verse 33. Verse 33 is actually the answer to our question. Well, what question was that? 
Remember we were talking about embracing the kingdom movement and how do we prepare for what's next? Verse 33 is the answer. Jesus gives us the answer. And remember, we can trust what Jesus says. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So God lets us know the priority is pursuing his kingdom. That's the kingdom that doesn't change. Secondly, he says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness or his right way of doing things. See, it's doing things God's way that matters. Not our way, but his way. And thirdly, then you will have everything you need. So let me ask you something. Are you pursuing or seeking first the kingdom of God? Are you doing things God's way? If you are, you will have what you need. You will have what you need because you're doing what God said do. And God is faithful, so he cannot divorce himself from his word. So if you're doing what his word says, even though the uncertainties may be all around you, you are guaranteed that God will do what he said for you. Verse 34. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall, have, shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil. Now, in other words, there's enough other spiritual things going on today for us to deal with than being occupied with tomorrow's physical activities. We got enough happening today in our world right now in the spirit realm that we need to be dealing with instead of worrying about tomorrow's physical activities. What are we going to eat for dinner? What are we going to have on this? What am I going to wear? You know what? The truth be told, most of us are, are, got on sweatpants all week because you ain't got to go nowhere. You ain't got to worry about stuff. So these things that we were concerned about, they're no longer an issue. Listen to this. On yesterday... Today was a tomorrow, and God already had it planned. Let me say that again. On yesterday, today was a tomorrow, and God had it already planned. For he says in Jeremiah 29 and 11, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. So, if that's the case, I don't have to worry about tomorrow because today God had a plan for me. Tomorrow God has a plan for me. And every other day that I have with him, he's already planned it out. And if he's planned it out, why do we have to worry about it? You know, God's plan for each of us and each of our lives revolves around having a relationship with him. There is no other way. See, you can't trust what you don't know. Some people don't trust God because they don't know God. You don't trust people you don't know. The only people you trust are people that you know. And God's plan for each of our lives revolves around us having a personal relationship with him 
In other words, it has to do with us knowing him personally. But that relationship with God begins by accepting the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ. There is no other way. Jesus says, no man cometh to the Father but by me. You don't get access to God any other way through, other than through his son, Jesus Christ. I want to take a moment now and speak to someone that may not know what it's like to have a relationship with God. Someone who's maybe conflicted by the uncertainty that's transpiring in our world today. Someone who's maybe plagued by a whole bunch of decisions on what's going on and what do I do next. I want to tell you that God can give you a peace that will really transcend all your understanding. A peace because you have peace with him. Not saying that everything's peaceful outside and all of that, but you can have a peace on the inside. That wherever you go and whatever you deal with, because of a relationship with God, you can have peace. The Bible says in Isaiah 26 and 2, he whose mind is stayed on him was kept in perfect peace because he trusted in him. Having trust and a relationship with Christ will give you peace. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, in other words, you've not repented of your sins and asked him to be the Lord and Savior of your life, I want to invite you to do so now. Very simply, I want you to ask, I want to ask you to pray with me. I want to pray with you for a relationship with Christ, that you can have peace in the uncertainty of these times, that you can know what it's like to walk with God, even in the midst of all of this and what's going on. Take a moment, if that's you, and just bow your head with me. And I want you to pray with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I have sinned against you. I recognize that you died for my sins. You were buried and you rose again on the third day. I now ask that you would forgive me of my sins, come into my heart and be the Lord and Savior of my life. Father, I thank you that now through your son Jesus, I have access unto the throne of grace to obtain grace in the time of need. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer, I want you to do, do us a favor as well as yourself. I want you to email us. I want you to email us at rlwmsmedia at gmail.com. I want to make sure that we provide you with the information you need to live out this walk now with Christ. You are saved. Your life has changed. You are absolutely different. You didn't get a makeover. You didn't get a remodel. The Bible says you're a new creature. You never existed before. So now it's about learning how to live in the kingdom of our God. So I want it to be a blessing to you. So if you have prayed that prayer and you're interested in someone assisting you in this walk with God, please reach out to us. Once again, that's R-L-W-M-S, media at gmail.com. Thank you again for taking the time to be with us. And I want to invite you to be with us on this Wednesday evening, Lord willing, at 7.20 p.m. We're going to start talking about what's next. What comes after this coronavirus? What comes after the way our world has changed? Just uh, to give you a little something to think about, you know, 
we tend to think that things are going back to normal. I'm going to share this with you. I don't believe we'll ever go back to normal. I believe it's time to prepare for a new normal. With that being said, I look forward to seeing you on this Wednesday evening, Lord willing, at 7.20 p.m. God bless you. Thank you for this time. Have a great day.